Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Welcome to our first ever series on the All of You Whole podcast. This series is all about the world of publishing. I feel like so many people I meet want to write a book in their life, and so we are going to pull back the curtain and expose the world of publishing for you. This series is going to be the entire month of October, so be sure to check out every single episode to learn more about the world of publishing. Today on the show, we get to chat again with my friend Taylor Hughes. Taylor is so many things and wears so many hats. He is a magician, like for his job. How cool is that? He is an author. He's a keynote presenter. He has books. He has magic specials on Amazon Prime. He does all the things. What I'm most excited to talk to Taylor about today is... He has self-published a book, and now he is about to release a book with a traditional publisher. So since we are talking all about publishing, he is the perfect guy to chat with because he's going to tell us all about both routes, the pros and cons of each, which he's liked better, why you would go one way or the other. He's just a gem and has so much knowledge for us. Additionally, guys, he has a new course to teach you all the things he had to learn to self-publish a book and get this. He's giving my listeners a 100% off coupon. Like, that's insanity. I like seriously after the show was like, buddy, don't do that. (laughs) But he is. And so we're going with it, guys. So if you want to check out his self-publishing course, please be sure to check the link in the show notes. Use the code whole for 100% off. Okay, without further ado, let's chat with Taylor. Welcome to the show, Taylor. I'm so excited to hang out with you. I'm excited to hang out with you. (laughs) You're always so fun to chat with. You know, I think every time I see a friend that I I tend to think back to when we first met and you and I first met, I think running through a hallway in Nashville. Yeah, 100%. That was it. Yeah, I know. And I think that you're one of the only you're you're a repeat guest, which is fun and doesn't happen very frequently. And also, I think that you're one of the few people that I'm like, his energy matches mine. (laughs) We have so much fun. It's the best. I think that a lot of times I'll end a conversation and go, I think I was a bit much. (laughs) Taylor, literally every time, every single time I have a conversation, I'm like, oh, man, that was a lot. No, but us together, I feel like it's it's good. It's like you know what it is. It's like a buffet of energy, and it's like just take what you want, leave what you don't. Yeah. But but if exactly. you want a lot, there's a lot to take. 
if you want a lot, put a lot and a lot together and we're going to be a lot. Okay. So, so good. listeners, if you haven't heard our first podcast episode together, pause right now and go listen to it. It's actually episode 13 of the All of You Whole podcast. Link is in the show notes. Okay. So let's just get into it, Taylor. So today let's we're talking about all of your books, which is so fun because the first <laughs> time we talked to you, you just had one. And now you have one slash almost two. So your first book is called Road to Wonder. It's fabulous. I have read it. It was published in December of 2021. And... The important part about this book for our conversation is that you self-published it. So can you tell us, first of all, why you wanted a book in the first place? Yeah, I had always wanted to write. I think and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I feel like everyone you meet is like, I feel like someday I'm going to write a book. For sure. And so I had always wanted to write. I was writing stories to tell on stage constantly. But when it came to like putting words down on a page to go into a book, I, I don't know. I just felt like oh, I don't have the time. And then mm. the weirdest thing happened a couple of years ago and I started spending a lot of time at home. And so weird. like you yeah, were the so only what, one, Taylor. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. You know, magicians were the only people affected. Right. By the pandemic. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like my big excuse of I don't have time went out the window. Sure. And, and it was it sounds kind of exciting and like oh so i i buckled down and i wrote a book it was really just to keep me from going crazy like sure. i we were talking about us being high energy like i yeah. need somewhere to put this energy mm-hmm. and if it's not going out and doing shows and talking to friends and hanging out yeah. at parties i don't know what to do with myself so sure so i sat down and i gave myself a rule i said my job until my job comes back is to write yeah. and i said 3 hours in the morning from yeah. uh, six o'clock to nine o'clock in the morning, I am sitting in my little tough shed in my backyard and I'm going to write. And the rule was simple. I could either sit there for three hours and write nothing. And mm. that was still a win. Like if nothing yeah. came out, that's a win. Or if I got 1500 words on the page, I was allowed mm. to get up early. So I just did that every day until I had a manuscript. Yeah. Which is so cool, which is such a good strategy. And it's interesting because I remember you saying that in our first conversation, and I just had no conception of the writing process because I wrote a cookbook, which is very different than writing a nonfiction book. You're not sitting there like trying to churn out material. You know, you're like in the Uh kitchen getting your hands dirty. So now that I have pretty much written a whole book, myself and i'm currently actually i know applause so good yay and now i'm actually currently at my condo in keystone and i did like a two-day writing retreat and i wrote like five thousand words already so now i know what it takes to do that Uh and that discipline is key like the just i'm gonna sit down Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna freaking write this book yeah yeah it's so key if you just make yourself sit in a chair, find your favorite chair, figure yeah. out where you're going to do it, go somewhere uninterrupted. You know, my buddy Bob says that you should treat it like a dialysis appointment. Like he's literally coached <laughs> people on writing and said, I want you to drive to the parking lot of a dialysis center. And I want a picture of you sitting in the parking lot writing. Like you need to treat it as importantly as it, like your life depended I, on it. I cannot. <laughs> first of all, freaking love Bob Goff. Second of all, yeah. one time... I had to do a blood draw, just like general yeah. once a year, whatever blood work. Yep. And it was in, it was like floor two is where I went and floor yeah. one was dialysis. Yeah. And I literally watched people 
roll in their wheelchairs into dialysis. And I'm like, this is a daily thing. Yeah. This is life altering. And I also was like, okay, this is like a, (laughs) I'm going to get my life together. I mean, I was already pretty healthy, but just like, holy cow, that vision, it totally completely affects your life. So that is a very good illustration. Well, and not not at all to compare like, oh, right. Oh, for sure. No, no, no. Life altering medical thing, but. But treat it as if it's that important. Yeah. Yeah. We tend to make appointments with ourselves and we cheat on ourselves constantly. We just quit on our. So I I think there's non-negotiable times when you have to work and there's non-negotiable times when you're with your family and make your writing time non-negotiable. And for me, I tried to do it at all different times during the day. And the only way it would work is if I did it before anyone else woke up. For sure. And first thing in the morning, 100%. And also, I think, I mean, I haven't been diagnosed, but there's like a 99.9% chance I have ADHD. And that I've seen other people who have ADHD and wrote a book and they're like, use your hyperfixation. That is like a superpower of having ADHD. You have to use all of that on yeah, writing yeah. your book. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's sure. true. So first of all, admiration towards you, because I do think that's a hard thing to do when you are your boss, right? Like, oh, yeah. I like Tyndale is my boss. I have a yeah. legally binding contract with them yeah. that I will submit 60,000 words by November yeah. 1st. But when you're self publishing, you are your own boss, right? And so I feel yep. like it takes like an extra level of discipline to do it for yourself. So, did you have an amount of words that was uh, your goal? The first goal that I made was. Because I, I am, I tend to, I'm kind of a, as fun and crazy as I am, I'm pretty much a perfectionist when it comes to the things I'm working on. Yeah. And so I would spend months on chapter one because I yeah. was ter- I, I was like, I got to get it perfect. And then you yeah. polish it to the point where it's not good anymore. For sure. So I made the first rule I made that really like made a difference was I said, okay, until there's 30,000 words on the page, I'm not looking back at anything I write. I'm not spell checking. So good. I'm not editing. I'm not rereading. I'm literally just words, words, words until I get 30,000. And then I can start to go, what am I writing here? Yeah. So that was my first deal was like, okay, great. Just stop. If you're going to be an author, the biggest way to keep yourself from being an author is to make yourself the editor. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of times we forget that that's not your job. Your job as an author is to put words on a page. And later on, later on, we can make bad words better. But if you are, if the, if it all exists in your head and it never comes out, then you're not really an author. You're not a writer. You have to. No, that's so good. And I, that's like exactly what my editor at Tyndale told me was like, you have to give us 60,000 words. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care if you give us 60,001 yeah. or if you give us 100,000, you can't give us 50, but anything right. over 60,000 you can. And also never delete anything. Never yeah. ever ever delete anything. And so I have like 5 billion words right now and I'm like have yeah. fun with this. You're going to delete a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. But they're like you take it out and now that's like a bonus that people yeah. can get when they, you know, like it, the stuff that we take out is not going to be wasted. Right. No. So just like keep writing, Well, <laughs> just keep on writing. Absolutely. And don't look at whatever the book you're writing is as the one project you're ever going to do. Like that's oh, another sure. thing that I feel like is crippling as a creative is to put all your energy on this one idea 
and forgetting that like I use the illustration of like ideas are like a Pez dispenser, you know, when you put the candy in. Yes. And there's so many other ones in there, but you can't see it until you get this one out of the way and then another right. one pops up. Right. Yeah. And I think I think it's important to remember like what you write today, it might go in your third book. Like, yeah. And I sent with this new book, you know, because it, this one is traditionally published, I yeah. sent it to my editor and a ridiculous amount of stuff I wrote got pulled out. Right. And that can feel discouraging. But then I realized like, oh, that, that is perfect for this one person yeah. show that I'm doing. You know, oh, so totally. you just nothing is lost. Just write nothing the words. Nothing is lost. And don't judge yourself. Just write the words. For sure. No, <laughs> super, super good tip for sure. So at the time when you're writing Road to Wonder, how did you decide to go the self-publishing route? So when I wrote Road to Wonder, it was personal stories with life application. Yeah. Essentially the book that changed my life more than almost any other book. So when I wrote Road to Wonder, oh, I was saying I was the book that messed my life up in the best way was Bob Goff's book, Love Does. Of course. And so I wanted to write a book in a similar vein that was like personal stories, but yeah. here's what I took away from those. Totally. And so- that's what I wrote. I wrote it and I got all excited about it. And then it sat on my computer. And then, you know, friends were like, let me introduce you to this person and that person. Mm. And I could not get any attention from a literary uh, agent, okay. from a publisher, because here's the reality that most people will not talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think you're going to find a publisher and that publisher is going to make you your book's going to be in the airport. You yeah. know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, it's just if you get a publisher, it's like flipping on a switch. Yeah. And the reality is book publishers do not know how to sell books. They know how to make books. Right. And so the thing that's going to get you a book deal is having an audience. Right. So at the time, I didn't I mean, I didn't have a huge email list. I didn't have yeah. a huge social media following. I was in front of people all the time as a performer. Totally. And yeah. I knew you know, I'd, I had done back a room sales before for other projects. And so I knew if I have a book, I can sell it. But that's a big ask to go to a publisher and say, will you take a huge risk? Yeah. You know, a there's no specific numbers, but I would say 5,000 books is about what a publisher needs to sell on average to break even. Yeah. And so if they think you can sell that many books that you're going to get a book deal. Yeah. They're hoping they're hoping that as long as they break even, they're happy because book publishers mm -hmm. lose money all the time on ideas that didn't turn into anything. But right. what they're hoping is that you're one of the books that takes off like wildfire. And because then, you know, they can all buy houses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's all they so, want. So at the time I was getting no traction in the traditional publishing space and I was getting a little discouraged. Sure. And it just sat on my computer uh, and then again, it was our buddy Bob who was like, you know what, Taylor, you're doing this tour. You're hoping that people are going to give you a book deal and then you can sell it or you're going to be in front of like 20,000 people on this tour. Like just print it and take it out and you'll sell it. Right. And so what I'm going to recommend or what I'm going to say right now that I did, I do not recommend. But I say it to show you what's possible. Okay. My edited manuscript went from being a Word document on my computer to being available online on Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all of that, and printed in my hand selling on tour in seven weeks. 
Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. It's insane. And that's without knowing anything about how self-publishing works. It was wow. about like researching, figuring out what works, what doesn't. You know, there's a billion YouTube videos, but you're not right. there. I couldn't find one thing that just said, this is how you do it. Right. And so hours and hours and hours and hours of research. But all of that happened within seven weeks. Now, is that a good thing for your mental health and in your, you know, physical health? No, don't don't do it that way. Sure. <laughs> but I say that because there's people who have been waiting 20 years right. to get their book out there. Yeah. And the reality is you just need to pick a deadline and mm -hmm. work backwards. And if For you sure. don't have the answers, they are out there. You can find them. Yeah. But that was what was the catalyst for me, self-publishing. Yeah. It was just like just it, do it. having it exist is going to be more beneficial than waiting for a, a, a publisher. Yeah. And I do think that timing is the biggest benefit to self-publishing. Mm -hmm. Like if you just like you, you're going on a tour with Bob Goff, you're going to see 20,000 people. You're either going to have something to sell or right. you're not. Right. And so might as well get it out there. And I will say too, that seven weeks is like insanely, unbelievably fast, but also yeah. the longest part, honestly, regardless of how you get your book in the world is the writing. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. so you had already done mm -hmm. the hardest part. Well, I right. don't know. You can speak to it if it's the hardest part, but the, the longest part, let's say is the writing for sure. Yeah. And so having that finished manuscript, is what enabled you to just be like, okay, screw it. I'm doing it. Right. I'm going to have this in people's hands in seven weeks. Okay. Speaking of the hardest part, what do you feel like was the hardest part of self-publishing from like start to finish being in your shed to having a book in the world? What's the hardest part? You kind of already alluded to it's the writing. Writing is the hardest yeah. thing to do. And there's mental games that you'll play with yourself and you'll be like, okay, you know what, today I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get 5,000 words done. I just need to find the perfect shirt to wear. And then I get the <laughs> shirt and then like, I need to, I, I need to go to a coffee shop and, it, uh -huh. but this, and then you go to one, you're like, nah, that one's too loud. I'm gonna go to a different one, but then you uh -huh. go to that one and they don't have the tea you like. So I now know. you're like, oh, what am I gonna do? You know? It's 4 p.m. now, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. The hardest thing in the world is yeah. to put your butt in the chair and yep. start typing words. Mm -hmm. This That's is why it. I escaped Taylor. Like I've done this multiple times where I'm like, hi family, I love you so much. <laughs> Yeah. So Chaz, our friends picking up the kids. I need you to yeah. be home at 3 p.m. and I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's also, you know, some people, they, they like we look at the computer and that blinking cursor will drive us mad. Mad. But there are people like you and I who can talk like this yes. all day long. No problem. And you can literally make it open up your notes on your oh. phone and hit the microphone and just talk it. You know? Uh huh. Yep. I do this all the time, Taylor. I have a note on my phone that's like, it's literally called book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I will like be driving and I'll yep. like, like hook up my phone, you know, and just be like, here we go. And right. I'll just like chat it up. Right. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Does Google, no. does, do, you know, does Siri like completely mess up every other word? Sometimes yeah. I'm like, what was that supposed to be? I have no right. idea. But it is helpful if you're staring at the cursor and you're like, what the heck? It is helpful to just like get, just talk, get talk a head through start. It. 
And if you're worried if like typos stress you out and, you know, Siri mishearing the way you said the word falafel or something is going to like make you mad. You can also just because we're all putting falafel in our book for sure. I mean, like that's the number I said, what is the most used word in my new book? And it's falafel, which is crazy. (laughs) I love Uh, falafel. (laughs) But you can also record a voice memo. And you can send it to rev.com and for 30 bucks an hour, they will send you a transcript that's like 99%, Mm, you know, correct. So there's a lot of ways that you can get around getting the content out of you. You know, the average person, I think, speaks about 15,000 words on average an hour. So you're about okay, that's kind of depressing though yeah <laughs> like, but so i mean you're... so i could have written my book in four hours you're telling yeah me? <laughs> you're about four hours away from a really awful book right so but but it's possible so yeah strategies I, I, yeah i think the hard i think the hardest part of the self-publishing was the same thing with traditional publishing, just writing the book getting yep. it where it needs to be and then the learning curve was pretty rough on self-publishing of figuring yeah. out you know because it's scary. You're like, I'm now I'm going to put this thing out in the world and I don't want to sure. hit a wrong, hit the wrong button. And now, you know, the inside's upside down or something. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, that's true. Because I mean, because with self-publishing, you are your team. And yeah. so you had to become an expert in all these other things or hire someone to be an editor, hire someone yep. to do the cover art, hire someone to format it correctly f- right. to, for, to publish. Um, yeah. So it's a lot that you have to learn whereas you don't have to do that in in the traditional publishing route okay so did you use this same like three hours a day 1500 word strategy for your newest book like did it work well enough that you're like okay we're at this again so with the newest book okay um with the with the first book, I was just writing and when you know, oh now I got you know I got a manuscript. It's done, you know. Yeah. Uh, with the newest book, here's the, here's the, one of the challenges with traditional publishing. Like you said, you're contra- you're contractually obligated for sure to by a certain day turn in a certain amount of words, right? Mm-hmm. So I really with traditional publishing, the other thing is like it takes a long time. Generally, it's like 18 Ugh. to 24 months from the For time sure. you sign a contract to when it comes out. Yep. With this book, I pitched it and uh, with my literary agent and I knew that I needed it to come out at the beginning of next year. Because of what the book is, um, I needed it to be like right at the start of an election year. I'm like, this is the perfect time. Oh, for this obviously, book to come out. Yeah. And so, we signed the contract. We will have signed the contract just under a year from the time I signed it to when the book is like the publication date, which is ludicrous. Wait, that is ludicrous. Does that mean that you wrote the book in three months? I wrote. Like, first... how much writing time did they give you? Yeah. So I signed my contract in january of last year and i turned in my first draft and at the time you know when, you, when you're doing traditional publishing you don't have the whole book written you no. do a couple sample chapters. sample chapters for sure i turned in the first like the first manuscript in may <laughs> and then That's ludicrous taylor and then uh and then we had a big you know moment where we were like oh the book i thought i was writing was not the book you thought I was writing Taylor. and I rewrote over half of it in five weeks. <laughs> okay. So this is like actually my worst nightmare. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I literally just sent a chapter to my mom yesterday and yeah. I was basically like, I mean, you can, you can like read the whole thing and be like, great job, honey. I love you. Like that yeah. can be as little feedback as you give, yeah. or you can be like line by line. This is terrible. Move this paragraph. Like, I don't care. Just like, I want someone to read this and be like, you're not insane. Yeah. You're not the worst writer in the world, Yeah. but to turn it in yeah. and have them be like, Oh, missed the mark. Yeah. Well, and it, what's interesting it is, like I said, the stuff that we pulled out was not bad. Yeah. But I, I wrote this first manuscript for this book the way I wrote the other book. And the, and I'm very, everything I do is story driven. And it's conversational and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's very conversational, very personal. Here's something yeah. I went through. Here's how for that sure. you know, affects 100%. us. Like, here's the Which thing is I what I love. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing I experienced. Then you turn it to, here's how we all experience that. Here's what yeah. we can do about it. That's how I wrote this book. But the nature of this book, this book is more of a social commentary. And so here, I'll give you what the book is. Yeah, tell me. Okay, so wait. So spoiler alert. Yeah. No. <laughs> January 2024. Your next book is called Misdirection, A Magician's Guide to Spotting and Avoiding Manipulation in Your Life. And I'm not going to lie. I read this title and I was like, hot damn. This yeah. is going to be so good. Okay, so tell us what yeah. it's about. Yeah, so I have studied my entire life how to deceive people. As a magician, that's my job. My job is sure. to steal your watch without you knowing have you have no idea which one of these three cups the ball is under right yeah for entertainment i have studied how to take advantage of people's attention and their yeah. perspective and manipulate them into experiencing something that when you sign up for that kind of experience is awesome it's like yeah. oh my gosh he fooled me i knew he was gonna fool me it happened right oh yeah and i but, have seen your shows and i am like what in the actual world taylor how in the world <laughs> Silly. Did you know what everybody's number was going to be? And then it's in the wine bottle. Like it <laughs> blows my mind. Okay. So keep going. So, so here's the deal. I, after spending my whole life, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, when the book comes out, I'll be 43. I've spent my entire life studying how to manipulate people for entertainment, but I've seen how the same techniques that we use as magicians have snuck into how we do business with each other, yeah. politics, religion, yeah community and so yeah the book every chapter i teach you a simple magic trick and then i explain how that same trick has snuck into how we treat one another in the office or what happens when we go in the voting booth so Stop literally it. every chapter is like misdirection in business misdirection in marketing misdirection in the news misdirection in church misdirection in politics shut up this and is going to be so good <laughs> <laughs> and I just, yeah, so it's as simple as like the old cut and restored rope trick. A magician yeah. takes a piece of rope, they cut it in half, they put it back together. The way the trick works, and there's a million different You're about ways to, to do tell it. me how magic works? I'm so oh, yeah. excited. Well, here's what's cool. In the book, <laughs> in the book, I put a link at the end of every chapter where I demonstrate a trick. Like I, I fool you, and then I show you how you were fooled, and then we talk about how that plays in. Oh, our this life. is so good. This is like but, what everyone wants. Just tell me how the magic <laughs> trick works. And I will even, you'll tell me, Taylor, and then I'll see you do it later. I'll still be amazed. <laughs> well, I, I, I won't bore you with the whole explanation, but here's sure. the deal. Like you take a piece of rope, you cut it in half, and you put it back together and everyone applauds. And the yep. way, the, the version that I teach in the book, the greatest thing is that the way that you accomplish that is you never cut the rope. The rope is never broken. The only trick is convincing you something is broken that was fine the whole time. So where else in your life have you been convinced either by your own thoughts or by someone else 
that you are not enough, that you are broken, that you are less than, when in reality, that was the trick. This is so good, Taylor. I need this. <laughs> I need this before January. Oh, I'll like, send it to you. I'll send oh it to man, you. yes, <laughs> that is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so that's what the book is now. When I was first writing the book, it was not that structure, and and that's what the publisher was really able to help me see is that in a book like this, where it's a social commentary, and where when you're also sharing things that people aren't used to thinking about, like magic tricks, having yeah. a, a certain cadence to the book, where it's like. This chapter is about this, and then here it is, and then here's how it happens, and then the next chapter, yeah. here's how, about this. So for me, as a like, yeah, let's just tell a bunch of stories, that was really, really challenging to kind of take my way of presenting and, and put it into a structure like that, but yes. I'm so glad. I, right. Uh, but there is that first moment when you get a call from the editor, and they're like, yeah, we're going to, of the words you sent, 26,000 of them are out. Like, right. So, <laughs> but it's like you said, honestly, I feel like the benefit of traditional publishing is they have seen thousands of books. They yeah. know what's up. And like what you just described to me, like, I'm still kind of shook and it's going to be so, so good. And I'm sure your other, like, I'm sure what you sent them was fabulous, but I think this will be next level. And so it's like, yeah, sucks to get the call. Right. Sucks to do all of that work. Like for the next five weeks, that became your full-time job. But what comes out of it, yeah. you're like refined through the fire, you know? Like it's going to be so much better. Yeah, it, and it's trusting the process, right? Yes. Like it's trusting. I, I talked to so many friends. We just left yesterday. We were in San Diego at a writer's retreat with like 40 people yeah. who were like, some of them have written 20 books and some of them have been spending 20 years trying to start one book. Yes. And I think, I think that it's taking the pressure off. Some people think that if they had a traditional publishing deal and someone gave them deadlines, that it would be easier. And the reality is it's not like at yeah. the end of the day, it is on you. Yep. It's on you as the writer to write the words. And so you can give yourself a deadline and have the same results you would have if someone else gave it to you but you're not beholden to someone else or feeling like you're letting someone else down yeah just just, just be kind to yourself and don't cheat on yourself just like you wouldn't mm -hmm. not turn in your homework to your professor right yeah. like yes stick yeah. to stick to your dates yeah no i and you say that and i'm like totally but i will say i think it's really hard to do and when i hire people do you know what i tell them <laughs> what I'm like, okay, so I'm paying you, right? Yeah. I need you to be my boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, three-fourths of your job yeah. is wrangling me and being yeah. like, Caroline, yeah, yeah. this blog post is due. Uh -huh. And like, yeah. you haven't sent me the content. I need the photos. And so like, I I personally lack that like organized. It's weird. Sometimes I'm like very organized. I have been very organized writing this book. But yeah. other times I'm like, man. I need someone to like wrangle me and give yeah. me a deadline and yeah. like, then I can get it done. But I feel like with maturity and with growing older and older, I am like getting better at like being my own boss and right. honoring my boundaries and my dates, but it is challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone struggling with that, like, I'm like, yes, that is it's, hard. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing what you know now. Yeah. 
about the traditional publishing world, looking back at your first book, are you still like, so glad I went the self-publishing route? That was the way for that book at that time. For sure. And if I didn't self-publish that book, I would not have a traditional publishing book deal. Right. So tell because us more I, about that. How did that help you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, next deal? again, like when you go to a publisher and again, and you have to go through a literary agent, you know, publishers not going to talk to an individual. They right. only talk through agents. Yep. Agents across the board in the United States make 15% of yep. what is sold. If an agent comes to you and says, hey, for five grand, I'm going to help you publish a book, run nope. the other direction. Run the other way. Um, well, so honestly, you... and a publisher wouldn't even like acknowledge that because yes. like my publisher's like, cool. So we're sending this to Keely. We're sending this to you. They, if you were like, yeah. oh, but I already paid them. They'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for keep sure. going. Yeah, but what, all, all that to say like publishers are taking a risk. And so your agent's going to try to make a case yeah. for not only the project that you're writing, but how you as an individual have the ability to move books, yeah. right? And that's that's what's going to determine whether or not you get a book deal. They might absolutely love you, but if you go, I hate social media and I don't like talking to people, they're going to be like, what do we do? Like, I can't, right. I can't sell a book for you. You, you right. need to do it. So the self-publishing route for me at first was just, I got to get this book out. I wasn't even thinking about a second book. I was just like, I mm. just need this project to exist in the world and yeah. I'll have an opportunity to put it in front of people. But then over the next year, I sold a ton of books. And so I was yeah. able to go to a literary agent and say, look, I self-published this first book, but I sold this many copies and my audience is growing. So I'll continue to be able to sell copies if we make another book. And then, and then my agent was very very quickly able to find a publisher that was like, yeah, we want to take this on. So cool. that again, I say self-publishing is not just a great thing. If you have a book, if you have a book that you're just like, I just want something to sit on the shelf for my grandkids someday. self-publish the book. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like there used to be this stigma with self-publishing because we all had someone who went like, I wrote a book and then they hand it to you and it looks like a Girl Scout cookie catalog. It's like shiny and it's four <laughs> pages. You know what I mean? And it's like Comic Sans font. And oh, so, God, help us. Yeah. But the quality level of oh, print on demand for self-publishing for sure. is insane. Like I mean, you, you hold Road to Wonder. And I remember even after getting it and yeah. reading it, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still didn't know it was self-published until like we were texting about it or something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, back up. What? Yeah, yeah. So like the quality is absolutely there. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally get the same quality. In fact, a lot of publishers are using print on demand to fill the gaps for traditionally published books. If yep. they run out of copies, they just flip on print on demand. So yep. your self-published book, if you put pay attention to the design and the typeset and all of that can look just like a book that would be sitting on the shelf at Target sure. or Barnes and Noble. But not only that, by selling your books yourself, not only can you make more money than you would on a traditionally published book, yeah. but you have the ability to then take those numbers and go, look, proof of concept. I can yes. really do this as an author. Sure. And then and you might get a traditionally published book after that. So it's just you got to kind of weigh out what what serves you best and what is it that you want um what do you want this project to turn into again yeah. like i'm always thinking what is the next thing after this so knowing that you can push books knowing that you probably made 
a significant amount of money on your first book, then what was your motivation for going the traditional route if you knew I could do this again and maybe make more money the self-publishing route? Like what enticed you about traditional publishing? The major thing with traditional publishing that that traditional publishing offers that is not available self-publishing is the distribution aspect. So you can, as a self-published author, get your book in libraries and have your book online available basically anywhere people shop online, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, whatever your local bookstore is. They can carry your book if they choose to. However, with traditional publishing, a traditional publisher is going to have a marketing and a sales team that is meeting with Barnes & Noble and meeting with Target and saying, hey, this book's going to be huge. You're going to want to carry it. Yeah. And like a year before it comes out, they're like pushing it. Yes. So if that's an important aspect to you, traditional publishing is the way that that's going to happen. I will say for what I'm wanting to do, ultimately, I'm a stage performer. I want to find an audience that when I come to town, a couple hundred people will turn up and we can do a a fun night together on a show. So for me, having that kind of distribution is really important. But for you, I I would encourage you, like, if you're just like, I really want to see my book at Target or at Barnes and Noble, like with this first self-published book, uh, I use a company called Ingram Spark in conjunction Mm. with KDP with Amazon. There's a reason you want to use both of them and not just one or the other. Right. Yep. Um, But once you put your book on on Ingram Spark, it's going to go out you know, the, all the metadata is going to go out and it's literally the same software that Barnes and Noble and your local bookstore and your library use to order books. Your book is sitting right there with all the others. It doesn't look like it's a self-published book. So I was able to go have meetings with a couple different local Barnes and Nobles and say, Hey, I'm a local author. I've got this book coming out. I'm on a national tour right now. I'd love to have a few copies in the store. And they ordered copies and we did an author signing at a bunch of different stores. Look at you. And so, but that's a thing you can do if that's yes. important to you. But I, I would just encourage you, like figure out what it, what do you want this book to do? What is the yeah. purpose of it? And don't compare what anyone else does to mm-hmm. what it like that's not your life what is yeah. it going to serve your life and your passion and what you want to see exist in the world and then just do that and let's get rid of the comparison of it if it doesn't have a spine from a traditional house it's not yeah as good that's get no one cares no, no one, one cares. cares literally no one cares <laughs> totally no one cares okay so what encouragement would you share with someone who does want to have a book traditionally published and they're where you were like can't find an agent i can't like feeling discouraged what's your encouragement if you want to go the traditional publishing route you need to make yourself a good bet for the traditional publisher route so that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a huge social media following maybe you are really well known as a speaker amongst teachers Maybe yeah. teachers know you for your work. Maybe you've written some things that have gotten published in, you know, in colleague type newsletters yeah. and you go, hey, if I put something out, I'm going to sell. You can take that to a publisher. So mm. I would just say, figure out a way, like when you're writing, you want to think who is in the chair? Who's the person that you're writing to, yeah. right? At the end of the day, who's this book for? And then figure out how can I connect with as many of those people as possible? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's through social media. Maybe that's through an, building an email list. Maybe that's through speaking at conferences. But figure out what it is that you have that's unique that you can bring to the table 
there's a billion great ideas for books out there. For sure. Publishers are not in need of great ideas for books. What they're in need of is an individual who they can connect with an idea that other people will connect with. Yeah, so that's, that's good. what you need to do is figure out how do I explain? Not only is this a great book for right now, but I think I'm the only person who could write this book based on yeah. my experience. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, that's going to get the attention of a publisher who all day long has just heard, I think I want to write a book on forgiveness. Great. Yeah. Like if we want a book on forgiveness, I'll go to one of my authors who is already selling books and yes. ask them, hey, we need a book on forgiveness. 100%. What, what can you bring that is unique? And then just lean into the thing that makes you unique. No, that's so good. Because even like, even when you're writing your book proposal and you have to research what are comparable books, right? Yeah. Um, and you're like, shoot, like maybe some of these are similar to yeah. like, to, to what I want to write. And even after I got my book deal with Tyndale, um, you know, and and I'm writing this book, like 12 ways to be healthy and intentional in your life. And yeah. this other like hella famous wellness guru came <laughs> out with a, or like announced her book. And yeah. to me, it seemed really similar. And I was yeah. like, shoot, yeah. she like beat me to it. And I sent that to my editor and I was like, dang it, what do I do? And she goes, she's not you. Right. That's, That's it. all she That's said. It. Well, first of all, she said, this is nothing like your book and she's not you. And so, yeah, like lean into what makes you you, what makes you unique. And essentially a lot of your book proposal is like, why are you yeah. the person who needs to tell this story? Right. 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 Like, why is it you? And that's what's important. Well, and I'll tell you, here's a tip that really helped. This helped me with getting an agent, first of all. Yeah. And it helped with the agent being able to take this, make a case for this to a publisher. Yeah. Is I sat right here in my little tough shed and I looked right into this camera and I recorded a personal message to every mm -hmm. literary agent that I was really interested in. And I didn't just say, I've got a great book idea and I want to do this. And I want to, yeah. I said, I said, you know what? I, I know you worked with this author Ex yeah. and this project was so great. And I noticed that you tend to, connect with authors who are talking about these type of things. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why this project is so special. Yep. And for some people, they're like, that's not me. I'm used to be in front of people. Like I, this is the best way I can connect with someone is not yes. through an email. It's through for this. Sure. And so, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I just filmed, I just filmed those and sent them out and said, Hey, you know, still did your query letter, but I also yeah. in the query letter put, hey, I made you something. This I made video. you a little video. Here it is. Man, that's transformative, especially because you have like, I feel like getting a literary agent is the biggest hurdle when yeah. it comes to traditional publishing and people always struggle. Like, I don't know yeah. anyone who's like, oh my God, it's so easy to get an agent. You know, that's a tough, <laughs> right. it's a tough thing to do. Yeah. And you're, you have to think about it from your agent's perspective. They are trying to find pieces that yeah. they feel is within their integrity to right. champion, right? Yep. Like yep. they are basically like choosing this child to be like, go Taylor, right. you know, like they're like the parent on the sidelines. And so you like looking at what they've done before and saying like, this is how it's similar. This is how it's different. This is yeah. why I think we'd fit together. Like, especially your literary agent, it's all about relationship. And yeah. so, man, that's a great tip to make you stand out. I love it. Okay. 
anything we haven't talked about that you're like, the world's got to know? I feel like we've done a pretty good job. I think we have. I feel, so, so I'll tell you this. I recorded, I had, because I had, we do these writer's workshops and I kept having yeah. people ask me, okay, how do I do it? And I did a bunch of yeah. Zoom calls where I sat down and clicked the boxes yes, with everyone. for sure. And then I finally just made, I made a little course. Yes. Um, here's everything, here's everything I know about self-publishing. Yes. And so I will set up a promo code that if people want it, should we use like all of you whole? All of you whole. So we have, we already have a code for the public speaking course that oh, yeah. you have. So we'll just use the same code. All of you oh. whole gets 10% off. Okay. So let's do this. Let's make it, we'll make it 75% off. And if they use Caroline, it's free. How about that? I, okay. So we'll talk later why this is a terrible idea. Why? 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 No, here's okay. the thing. Look, okay. look. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Like, no honestly like i yeah i i just want off. people okay. i want people to not i want people to, to know that they have everything they need to do it right wow. we need to get rid of whatever the excuse is and so i don't want someone going like oh you know i don't have you know dough to spend. great yeah. use the dough on a cover designer or a yeah. typesetter or whatever like i just i if you wake up every day and you are feeling like there's something inside you that needs to get out, you need to get these words out in the world. Let's just do it. Let's get it yeah. done. You're Let's so funny. not try to make it perfect. Yeah. Get it done. And then we can move on to the rest of our lives. <laughs> you, can move, you, you wrote your book. I love it. You are so generous. Thank you so much, Taylor. Listeners, be sure to check out the 100% off coupon code oh, yeah. for Taylor's course on how to self-publish. And Taylor, I'm sure we'll chat again. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Taylor, for being here today and for your generosity. Listeners, be sure to check the link in the show notes to get 100% off Taylor's self-publishing course. Additionally, please check out his books, okay? So first book is called Road to Wonder. So many fun stories from his life. It's so, so great and inspiring. His new book is coming out, so be sure to pre-order that. I'm so stoked about this book. It's called Misdirection, A Magician's Guide to Spotting and Avoiding Manipulation in Your Life. Like, who doesn't need that? So thank you so much for listening. Check out the course. Check out his books. And also, thank you so much for listening to the series on publishing. Be sure to check out every single one of the episodes the entire month of October to learn all about the publishing world if you are interested in publishing your very own book. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. <laughs>